I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? Do you ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Rick. Episode seventeen. Whatever episode we were on. I don't. Let's get an official because I don't even know. I think that it's episode. 17. How many? Like we've released. Um, we just released fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. So sixteen was Bobby McFerrin. And then this is seventeen. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. When What are we going to stop? Twenty. Twenty. Okay. We told, Guys, we, we told people we had, they had till episode 20 to so, get us. Oh, so now we're like um, one of those TV shows like on HBO, three episodes left. Well, it's before. a limited series. Yeah. yeah. Well, not with 20 episodes. That's a lot of, that's not so limited. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, please stop. Jesus Christ. How about we'll call this season one? <laughs> I do like we'll season one. we'll take a little break. I like season one. Okay, we'll take a little break. We should do like a trailer for season two. And then, yeah, we can do a season two. We should do two. a season two trailer. Okay. Like leading up to whenever we do season two. Okay. Three episodes left <laughs> before the season finale. Get excited. We put it at the end of every single one. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> Who will they search for next? Dun, dun, dun. They search for God. <gasps> no. Well, we won't go down that Ooh, road. That could be. No, that's our conversation. You want to have this conversation. We'll with search me. for God in the last Searching one? for God. No, not not this last episode. I mean, because last I think last episode we did say it not, would be. We did say we want to have the religious talk about, and it could be searching. Maybe for that could God, be the first episode. Searching of next for Jesus, which is searching which for one? God, because searching for God could be overlapping of all religions and things too. So maybe oh. we can just talk about religion in general. So could it be searching for a God? Just searching for God, because because right. so, God is God to every religion. Okay. You're religious, so you will let me know how those people are <laughs> no, going to take us, having lost God. I can't wait to have this conversation with you. This is gonna be I'm going to have to go read the Bible in between. No, seasons, you're not. Right? Oh, you have to fact check me for sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll right, he's going to be quoting maybe, scripture. Maybe I can bring an actual. Maybe maybe you, we were talking about bringing a third person in. Maybe we bring like a, a an actual Bible scholar in or something to talk with us. Okay. Do you know a Bible scholar? I can bring my, my pastor in if I wanted to or whatever. No, because then and he's my age though. Yeah, he's but, a super cool guy. He likes to curse. He's he's very chill dude. He doesn't curse at church, of course. But like I've cursed around him. He cursed. He's not going to church. He's not going to church. He's not going to curse on a podcast. No, we don't. We don't want him to. I mean, that's up to us. But like he'll be accepting of us though. Okay. Still, nonetheless, he'll be very okay. down to earth. I'll ask him. Okay. See what he says. So um, we need to fact check for our last, for last episode, episode, which was Bobby McFerrin. Did and really, get, we're going to fact confirm. Can, can I? Can we pause on fact checks? Because you never fact check yourself. <laughs> I don't ever say anything. It's, whenever wrong. I say something, you feel the need to write it down and say, "This <laughs> motherfucker doesn't know what he's talking about." I'm going to check. Him I on I it. I only speak. You from legit never. Sources. I'm going to start fact checking you. <laughs> it's hard to fact. Wait, wait, wait. You said because you 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 come from what legit sources, and I don't. No. You're a piece. <laughs> I just know you're you well real enough piece. to know that you're going to make up the answer. <laughs> Maybe you know I, or not. sometimes, and sometimes the the made up story is the better story. I have fact I have fact corrected myself on at least two of these now. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll let you, you just, have that. You guess. just have a lot more things that you just throw out there because you're just throwing them out there to like see how it feels. And they love it. <laughs> and they love it. 
So, and you did well. The things I fact checked okay. you on, oh, you so actually, you, oh, 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 yeah, oh, you really? did well. So you mentioned we were talking. We went off on a mini tangent. I would say mini because it had to do with mm. Christopher Reeves, who was in one of Bobby McFerrin's. Yeah, pieces. we were talking about "Don't Worry, Be Happy." Yeah, so he's we in weren't. The video. We weren't that far off. You talked about this stalker movie you loved of his <laughs> called Somewhere in Time. When you call it a stalker movie, that's <laughs> what it that's when it kind of jades the, 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 the no, magic. No, it doesn't. And you said it it had Jane Seymour in it. Mm-hmm. Correct. You also knew it was released in nineteen eighty. Wow. I can't I'm really believe you nailed that, that one. I, I couldn't I knew it was released in the early eighties, like before I was born. Uh, yeah, but nine, I didn't realize I nineteen eighty. I was born in nineteen eighty, but I mean, I um, the year you were born. Yeah. This it, it's kind of like an autobiography of your life. That <laughs> <laughs> it was actually based on a novel that was written in seventy five. Oh, um, called Bid Time Return by oh. Richard Matheson. Did not know that. Um, he also wrote the screenplay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah my mom really loved that movie. She she was she's a really sappy person, and so it's a really sappy movie, and it's sad though. It's but it, it's, it's a beautiful movie story. though, and, and the ending story. is sad slash beautiful. Yeah, and if he tries to tell us the whole story right now, I won't I'll delete do it. it for I you swear guys. I won't. Okay. I've only done that once with the Last Dragon, and if you've listened to previous episodes, you know how they treated my synopsis of the last dragon i would no longer ever give a synopsis of a movie ever again on this so podcast. the word synopsis may be being abused here um, it was a synopsis it no. was at least a one-page internet synopsis frame by frame it was an internet one i don't synop- need like to if watch-, you watch if you read a wikipedia synopsis of the last dragon that's what i gave i don't it. need to watch that movie now uh and the uh, only reason we did that was because we learned our lesson with the saved by the bell episode when he literally went through every season and episode of Saved by the Bell. Um, I don't think I did that, but no. I mean, it's recorded. I mean, I'll have the outtakes. We could release the no, outtakes. No, don't release any outtakes. No, of Saved by the Bell. I do I do have a compendium of the Saved by the Bell episode. Uh, episode Like, every episode, I have them, like, recorded in my brain, like, what happens. Right. So episode. he regurgitated them to me, and I saved, I saved you all from that. You're welcome. You, you are welcome. Okay, so we did... 1980. 1980, you you got it. So little gold stars on Jarrett's memory on that one. We also talked about... don't worry, be happy. And are there been are there people have done covers and things like that song? Oh my gosh, there are so many covers of "Don't Worry, Be mm. Happy," and I I found this little gem that I think everyone will appreciate. Sounds like a game show. Welcome to Don't Worry, Be Happy, the game show where we make sure that you leave happy and not worried. Oh, actual singing in it. I won't, I won't make that you listen to very... any more of that, but if you'd like to look it up yourself, that is by the Sensational Sky Drunk Heartbeat Orchestra. Again, white? the Sensational Sky Drunk Heartbeat Orchestra, also known as T-S-S-H-O. Are they white? There are no pictures. I'm going to guess 99% that they're white. I think that they're German. So they're white. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're German. So, yes, many, many covers of that song. If you guys uh, just can't get enough of it and you want to see where people can take it or, you know, make your own cover. Send it to us. We'll play it on the air. I wish you would make a cover of Don't Worry, Be Happy and send it to us. I would love it 
and I would, I don't know what I would do. I mean, it's not like we were huge or anything. We'll send you a searching for Rick t-shirt mug. Oh, a mug. We have mugs now. But I can draw on a t-shirt. Oh, (laughs) t-shirt. So then we moved on to um, we. We're actually talking about Russia, but somehow um, Gorbachev came into the mix. I think Mikhail Gorbachev. Jared threw that in there. Then we we were talking about uh, Russia. uh, What were we saying? Uh, We were talking about uh, just how their leaders, yeah, how how leaders define the country and or kind of give the country the rep that they have. Yeah. And so he was saying he hates Gorbachev leading Russia, and then we decided. And I, I corrected that, but um, she let me know that Gorbachev is no longer the leader of Russia, and Actually, never he was, was. Never was. He was the leader was, of the Soviet yeah. Union. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, and then obviously we he, we said something about the Berlin Wall coming down. I said early nineties. He said eighties. Jared again for the win. Eighty nine. I was close. I said eighty eight. I think. Did you? He, he I don't was know. close. Eighty nine uh, is when the Berlin Wall fell. So. That was all in the fact check. We have a little assignment for you that I promised you I'd bother you about because you said you can't do anything without reminders. And that was you were supposed to pitch us on Emmanuel Lewis's next TV show. What part will he play? Is it going to be about him? Let's so, no, it's it. centered around him. Okay. Like, I okay. thought that was the whole point was yeah, to yeah. find a satirical TV show name title i don't have to give you a really a concept but you can't really come up with a title of a show without really a concept of a show really right like that's true that's i mean true. i can give you some some you know some titles and not think of anything about it but i some of the titles i did have some concepts behind them because that's the only way i could come up with the title okay okay so um the first title has i don't have a concept for okay <laughs> <laughs> this is what i was getting this is when i was random okay and i was like thinking to myself hey I, I can't keep thinking randomly like this so the first title i have is this tall to enter um, okay, all right. Not sure how you can make that or spin that into a show, but... Um, it's the play on, like, you can't get on this ride unless yeah, you get right, this right, right, kind right, of thing? Right, right, okay. right. And I'm sure he's been plagued with, you know, not being able to get on rides. You know, we didn't even life. think about that. Are there... He's Can he ride any roller coasters? I bet you adult? he's never been to Six Flags. <gasps> I bet you he's never been to Six Flags. That, I don't know. That is sad. That's one of those things in life you don't really think so about. So maybe that's like a, a spin on a show. Maybe he goes to a theme goes to We theme constantly parks. send him to theme parks he can't get into. <laughs> or maybe he tries. Maybe there are theme parks that do let him ride. Like Or, or we just try different things like him wearing a tall hat or lifts Ooh. in his shoes. Things to try to get in. Yeah. to ride. We don't want to show. We don't want to teach bad behavior, though, to, to children. <laughs> hey, kids, this is how you get on the no, ride. this would be an adult show. Like yeah. For, for little people shot. who... It's strictly for little people who can't get on the rides. That's right. who that show will right, be right, towards, right. which is not a bad uh, demographic to reach out to. Okay, uh, the other one I had was Four Feet of Separation. Uh, it was like a play on of Six Degrees of Separation where, you know, six he's four feet. feet. Yeah, okay. Uh, isn't he four feet? Or he was like four he feet. He was a little over four feet, yeah. Yeah. So, or not, he is. you cannot be deemed a little person unless you're under four feet. Did you know that? You can't be deemed a little person if you're under four feet? If, unless you're under four feet. Oh, unless so you're under four feet. So he's technically not technically a, little a little person. Interesting. Yeah. That deletes one of these. Oh, no, titles. it's okay. Nobody, in the, nobody Nobody cares. Nobody, they, everybody, if you're shorter than me, you're a little person. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, it is what it is. He'll help you get stuff on the shelves at the yeah. grocery store. Though. I mean, I'm going to help you. You help me. Yeah. Uh, you grab that bag of cereal at the bottom of the sh- on the bottom shelf. There you go. Uh, four feet of separation. That one would be kind of like a... Um, uh, how many people know Emmanuel Lewis, or how many people does he know? Rather, like how separated so that's more is he like from... a game, 
than a show? Maybe a game show. <laughs> okay. Or a game show, even. Can you, you can you do four people with separation between Emmanuel Lewis and the star of our show? Well, it doesn't have to be four. Marianne's. It just has to be how separate, how many, how close is Emmanuel Lewis to a certain celebrity or to a certain... But with six degrees of Kevin Bacon, yeah. you have to do it with six it's, it's Within steps. six degrees, yeah. So that's like the limit. Maybe the limit is six degrees. But, I mean, we say four because that's how tall he is, and that's catchy. It's not. Okay. Um, so the that, next title... That game show's not happening. That's not that, what, that one's not working. The next one I have is the four-foot fortune teller. <laughs> okay. Instead of four-foot four, four-foot fortune teller. Okay. Maybe he... Um, this is more of a scripted show, I have a feeling. Okay. Where he is like a uh, psychic <laughs> who's helping the police okay. solve crimes. He does see the world from a different perspective. He does, but also his third eye is open too because he's a fortune teller. Okay. The four foot fortune teller. <laughs> because he's also a short person. Yeah. As well. I like the alliteration. Okay. Okay. Uh, the other title I have is Little Jobs Everywhere. Kind of like little fires everywhere, kind of oh. like a play on. So like maybe he goes and takes little jobs around, like you know, little odd jobs. Does around. the job have to be little? It's a job that is, is brief little, in time, or for I think that is appropriate. I mean that that is, a little person can do. Yeah, for his like I, he gets hired at Walmart only to stock the first two shelves. Oh, or maybe they are small jobs, like uh, like a stock, like a stock person or a uh, construction day worker. Yeah. Like okay. a day worker type person, person who does jobs like construction jobs or uh, house jobs for the day or whatever. You okay. Know, you, but you yeah. can't, I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but you can go just kind of leave him at a Home Depot and you kind <laughs> of go and leave get him, him there. He's the an morning. adult. <laughs> no, no, no. You kind of have him there in the morning and then you somebody comes and picks him up as a day worker. Okay. Oh, you mean <laughs> somebody went and bought lumber at Home Depot and he's standing out there in the corner. You ever seen a day laborer before? Yes. They stand out there. Yes. Yes. So he that, that's kind of like little jobs. That's kind of like what he okay. would be doing. Okay. Little jobs everywhere. Um, tiny home makeover. He could host that. But the home's not tiny to him. That doesn't matter. No, tiny homes are still tiny. <laughs> okay. And what? Who better to host Make a tiny home over. makeover than no, a tiny true. host? That's true. You know. Yeah. And finally, uh, little feats. He would host Tiny Homes Makeover. Maybe he there's interior yeah. designers behind him. Yes, there's actual... Yeah, he's not a designer by okay. no means. He'd just be the host of the show. Okay, I'm on to that. All right, next one was... Little Feats. Okay. So it's like Little Feet, but uh, like instead of Little Feet, it's about Little Feats, like little um, moments of... F-E-A-T-S. Mm -hmm, okay. Like little moments of amazingness or bizarreness or and it's not stuff he does he goes around and hosts the show to yes. find little feats that people are doing around the world okay i would say my number one are the little feats him hosting that and then him hosting the tiny home makeovers the rest was just trash the four foot fortune tellers are pretty good no I'm sorry. <laughs> no <laughs> little jobs everywhere is pretty good too four foot fortune teller I feel like the little jobs everywhere needs a and little more. And this tall to enter. Like, uh, I would watch a show about little people trying to get on the rides. <laughs> you're just making fun of little people. No, they're making fun of themselves. Okay, but you know what's going to happen to everybody. That's, that's you just the whole point. watch of, them get turned down Is that down not constantly? the point of Little People on TV? Like, Little Women of Atlanta? Do you not? Well, I'm sure There's you a show it. called Little Women of Shut Atlanta. Up. Don't tell me you've never watched Little Women of Atlanta. I've never even heard of it. That's a perfect segue to our uh, person that we should be searching for this week. 
And the person we're searching for this week, I think you inspired me to look for this person because he's not on our list. And I decided to go ahead and look for him okay. because you said, you know who we should look for? The guy, the kid from Problem Child. Oh, yeah, that And kid. I said, yeah, I'm going to look up. What's his name? Michael Oliver. Michael Oliver. This movie, Problem Child. Oh, my gosh. Did you grow up watching this movie? I definitely saw this movie. And there was two of them, right? Were there Problem, Problem Child 1 and yeah. 2. Which was a problem. Um, but yeah, Problem Child 2 is gross. It was okay. They just went down the gross. It got very, yeah. 15-year-old boy potty humor gross yeah. stuff. There was doo-doo um, everywhere. Yeah, prob- was, it was, yeah. There was a lot of doo-doo. Problem Child 1, and it had, um, was the dad John Ritter? John Ritter. Oh, John Ritter. Rip. Uh. Um, I I guess I liked it sort of as a kid, but it also the responsible and control freak in me had real problems with it, with that as Problem As a kid, child. you had a control freak? Problem. Yeah, this problem. doesn't just occur later in life. I, I just felt you like grow into that. that kid is out of control. And you said he, I that wouldn't want to be friends with him. Would you want to be friends with him? Yes. No, he was awful. I don't think he was awful. Like though. Dennis the Menace is the kid that you want to kind of be friends with because he's like fun. He doesn't intend to do the things he does. Dennis the Menace. But the pro. <laughs> he's making a lame face right now. <laughs> but the kid in Problem Child was just mean. I don't think he was mean. He was misunderstood, number one. And he had like a horrible laugh. He liked to get into trouble. (laughs) His laugh was very like forced (laughs) and like evil or something. Yeah. But it was, he was, I don't, I think he was mostly misunderstood. And I don't think, I don't think he was a kid that uh, was looking for trouble. I think trouble just kind of found him most times. Was he a redhead? He was a redhead. Mm. Freckly redhead, too. My husband's a redhead. They're trouble. Was he? Chris Thacker is not trouble. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> I think you're shout out. To I Chris said he was trouble. I, I changed him. Chris, oh please! Corrected. Oh, here we go. I well, you've known him. You've known each other your entire lives, so it's not like. So you must have corrected I put him in the early work. on. Exactly, of course. Uh, yeah, he. Um, I, he definitely has a very Opie Taylor uh, appearance, right? Which right. is. Um, kind of how he became popular because he kind of stood out as this redhead kid with freckles and you don't find that very often in Hollywood. And we've talked about yeah. this before about casting and how they casted people in back yeah. in the day and stuff. And this is one of those moments where they took that casting and made it perfectly, he I feel like. He looked like a real kid. You know, I just he watched this movie. Yeah, I just like watched this recently. He looked child. like a real kid. Like, he's a whole problem. Like, I would not want that kid in my house. Like he's he's the kind of kid that I would bring over my house, you know. Jarrett wants to be friends with him, but he Yeah, I'd be friends with him, but my parents like they would see him one time come over to the house and they would tell me after he leaves, he's not allowed over here anymore. <laughs> because he would set stuff on fire probably. Oh, uh, we wouldn't set stuff well outside maybe we set stuff on fire, but I wouldn't let him set stuff set stuff on fire inside no, the house. No, no. I would be like, Junior, you can't do that That's in That's what his character's name was, Junior, right? Junior. Okay. I just watched it recently. It's, did a, you? it's a pretty good movie. Okay, so it's, it go, still stands the test Tell of time. us about this kid. How did he even get this role? So, oh, so Michael Oliver. How did yeah. he get the role? Yeah. So uh, he, uh, this is literally his one breakout role. He auditioned for it, and um, it, it, and, and like he was sought out and found um, first through a Sears catalog. What? He was he was a model in a Sears catalog, and the casting director. See, kids never turn down that modeling um, job because you never know. I'm just telling. And after seeing him, know. after seeing him in uh, print media and in, and in and in commercials and stuff, that's how the casting director found him for Problem Child. All right. So he didn't have to. He didn't even have to audition. Oh, for they it. were just like, we want a redhead. 
That yes, looks mean, they literally tracked him mean, down. Mean, they said this looks this kid looks like a whole problem. Yeah, we it. would like for you. To, uh, imagine like <laughs> as a parent, we want your kid to be our problem child, right? Like, as if your child looks like a problem. And the parent was like, oh, yeah, he is a problem. Good luck with that. He's a real bastard. How much does he get paid? He's a real bastard. <laughs> and later on, we're, we're going to learn about how uh, actually some they, 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 there is some controversy. Ooh, I love it. I know you it. love juice. I know yes. you love juice. Okay. So uh, so he went on to produce this. I mean, he went on to star in this uh, in two uh, Problem Child movies, Problem Child 1. And Problem, well, the first one wasn't called, wasn't called Problem Child 1. It was called Problem Child and Problem Child 2. Uh, Problem Child uh, was a pretty successful movie. Um, I don't think I got any box office numbers on how the movie did. You can fact check me on that. I'm going to say 10, 15 million. This is my fact checking pen? Yes. You pull out, you, do you hear that? <laughs> click, 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 click. Uh, I feel like it made at least 15 million to $20 million. Oh, did you? I like this is why you get fact checked, is because yes. you know you don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. This is, I'll give you a chance. Out. Fifteen. I gotta give you a chance because I mean twenty million dollars. Well, I mean, I, I, maybe it wasn't even that. Guess. I'm gonna say ten million, but I mean, I feel like it was a box office success, and I'll tell you a reason why in a little bit. But um, just to, let's just linger on Problem Child for a little bit okay. because it is just such a um, quintessential movie uh, from my childhood. Like I remember watching it multiple times, like renting the renting the. What film. year did it come out? Um, you know what, 1990. I definitely remember it too, and we were probably just—I um, mean, obviously you before me, but yeah. that um, was the peak of like blockbuster rental. And you're that age where like you were you distinctly remember, and it was your choice of movie. Yes. It wasn't being like fed to you. Yes. Um. So I mean, I distinctly remember it as well. Oh, I just watched it recently too, so that's kind of why it's still kind of standing out in my head because it's. It's so funny. Like I just sat there and just kind of like literally laughed. See, I at would it. never revisit it. I don't really? Think. I don't think so. Um, like the scene where he gets invited to. Uh, well, first of all, you see how they treat the kid, or the the wife. The wife treats the kid like he's a handbag. Like, right. Like she's like, oh, bring the kid. Like he's gonna make us look good in front of these uh, other parents. Like some other parents come over and say they're adopting. Yes, right they now. adopt. So um, I'm sorry. Let me start from the beginning. Michael, if you've never seen the movie before, which I doubt you have, never seen the movie. I'm sure you've seen it. Michael Oliver plays the character Junior, who is an uh, a kid who's been um, tossed around from home to home his entire life. Uh, I guess he was kind of left on the steps of a nur- of a nursing home. What's it called? Um, orphanage. Orphanage. <laughs> Sorry. Jared uh, doesn't have children, so he doesn't have, threaten that every called. other day like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't threaten my kids to go they, to the orphanage. They don't even know. Every time I say it, they're like, what's an orphanage again? <laughs> That's where you're going if you is. don't straighten up. Don't worry about it. Get those answers You'll right. You'll know when you get there. Do your homework or else you're going to the orphanage. Uh, yeah, so he, this poor kid was uh, tossed around from home to home, and then there's finally John Ritter and his wife who come along, and they want a baby and uh, the not the owner, but the propri- proprietor or the run or the person who runs Mrs. Hannigan, the, the manager, the Mrs. Hannigan of the um, of the uh, orphanage, who is played by Gilbert Gottfried, who uh, does a oh I forgot Gilbert Gottfried was in this. He does a fantastic job as um, the you know the, per- the 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 manager or whatever of the orphanage, and he finagles. And and does a real car salesman job in in getting the parents. He wants that kid out of there. He want yeah. Also, that's the thing too is that this junior has been causing him holy hell. So I like the first movie because the first movie went on this whole little you know 
uh, deep delve into who this Problem Child really was. And then the second movie came along, Problem Child 2. Same kid, Michael Oliver, Michael Oliver, but they introduce a girl a version. Girl. Uh, I think her name was Trixie. Or... And she, yes, Trixie. Yeah. And she was super cute little She was blonde. cute little punky Brewstery type blonde little girl who liked to get in trouble. I think she wore overalls or whatever. And her mom, which is weird enough, nobody gets this, but the, her mom in the movie is the same woman who played John Ritter's wife in the first movie. No. Yes. It no, totally that cannot be right. It totally is. Go look it up. I'm going to write check that, that one down, too. Please fact check that. No, because I thought the whole premise was he meets this trouble girl, blah, 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 and then John Ritter falls in love with that mom. Yes, so the mom works at the school. Yes. And we don't know that the mom is Trixie's mom until, like, mid-movie. Right. Like, you know, uh, Junior meets... This, this little this, girl at school. Uh, this, that's why nobody would cast the same person to play that. Yes, it's the same person. I okay. promise you. All right, I'm going to look that up. I promise you. I'm really good at this. And <laughs> I, I don't, I've, I've never fact-checked this, looked this up, but I am 99% okay. sure. Um, so what, nonetheless, um, it didn't do as well in the box office. I'm not going to throw out a number gross. for that. It was very toilet humor. What and I there remember was, foul language. was the dog. They did something to the oh, dog. Oh, they fed him that dog food, and it was a big pile of dog oh, shit next to him. That is the only thing I remember about that movie, and I was like, <laughs> that is so disgusting. Yes, and it was like a steaming pile of oh, it was, so it was huge. It was a big steaming pile of dog shit. It was so gross. So the first one came out in 90. Yes, it was this, a good, it was good, clean. When funny. do we know when the second one came out? Um, I mean, who cares? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out his career. Yeah, I know. 90, oh, 91, that following oh, year. Oh, wow. Okay, so they immediately jumped right on that. Yeah, the script just wasn't up to par as to, to the original. Um, and like they, like I said, they resorted to like adult language, and it just didn't do that great. Didn't play as well. Um, so um, it just, it, 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 it was a very um, blah movie. I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it, didn't, it didn't get good reviews. But prior to that movie coming out, like I said, the movie, the first movie was very, must have been very successful because there was a bitter contract dispute over Problem Child 2. Oh. Um, yeah, because that's where you make your, you can really push for money if number one did well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, hey, my child is the star of this movie. You're so double down So on what it. happened was his manager mom uh, you know, Momager. manager moms, momagers, you know, how momagers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got in trouble for extorting um, the movie house, or the movie company, whoever that produced the movie. Um, she said that, you know, like the night before they started filming Problem Child 2, she told the movie company, like, hey, he's not going to be in this movie unless you give him $800,000 or something like that, or I think it was like 500 yeah, it was five hundred thousand dollars. So they had to raise. They want so he was. I guess his original salary from Problem Child was like eighty grand, and um, yeah, you could have negotiated that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that was a movie. A kid and they didn't when know. they first made that movie, it yeah. was a hit or miss. Like yeah. we don't know what this movie's yeah. gonna do. But here's eighty grand for your kid being in this movie. Yeah, I want to yeah, take that. Sure, sure. The movie was a huge success, of course, and so and then they said, "Well, hey, they went back to contracts, and they wanted to give pretty much Junior the same money for the second movie." Which isn't right. It's I think not it right. should be more of that. You point, know, yeah. they're they're jackals. We know yeah. movie companies are jackals. That 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 is a fact. Yeah. And so, uh, th- uh, she said, of course, like I said the night before, um, filming the second film. Uh, hey, I'm, you know, she 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 went back on that contract, you know, and. The contract said one thing, and she said, you know, well, we're going to do this. And so they ended up paying them 
for the monies just so they could get him, make sure that Junior filmed the movie. Um, but later they got in trouble. A superior court jury ruled that the contract was in, um, uh, unenforceable um, and Universal Pictures entered under duress and um because so, it was the day before yeah. they had no choice so they it, replace yeah. him so blah, blah, blah. you know what she did was illegal and they were obliged uh sh- um michael's family michael oliver and his family were obliged to return the difference um back to universal uh, they, they, they probably just bought a house and i'm sure they just blew it um so they they had to pay the difference between um Two hundred fifty thousand and eighty thousand, which was his original negotiated um, salary. Wow! So they didn't spend the whole. It wasn't a full five hundred thousand at least. Yeah. So it was two hundred between two hundred fifty thousand and eighty thousand. They had to pretty much return the difference between the between that to Universal, which left them broke. Well, so first of all, maybe broke. Did the parents both just quit their jobs at the eighty thousand dollar deal? That doesn't seem too wise in the first place. So if like it let them left them broke because they were relying on the how old was he when he filmed these? Eight? Uh their eight year old to fund them? I don't know how old he was. I didn't I didn't I don't even have uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh maybe I do have that written down somewhere. Okay, so they so they had to give a hundred and seventy thousand back. They still walked away with eighty thousand from that, but surely they didn't quit their jobs. He had to have been like eight. Right, like what I just said. Oh, you did say eight? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he must have been like eight because they found him at six. He was discovered at six. So I'm thinking they filmed Problem Child at seven. He was seven or eight when they filmed Problem Child. Uh, okay, so they filmed Problem Child 2. It's not a success. Yeah. What then did our friend Michael do? Nothing. <laughs> he, he kind of, like I said, uh, that whole issue with um, Universal kind of um, ostracized them from... Uh, Hollywood, you know, they he 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 and his parents kind of had to up and move oh, like back. they pushed him out. Universal was like, "You are yeah, done you're done in Hollywood here." Interesting. And they had to move back to uh, their hometown, uh, which I believe was in Minnesota, but I don't have this written. And he's here. lived a normal life. What yeah. do were you able to find out what he's doing now? Yeah, he works uh, in IT. And he's very happy. Um, <laughs> oh, he is? You checked guess, in with him? More or less. I mean, recently, uh, Gilbert Gottfried uh, guest hosted um, on uh, a podcast. And oh. he was able to track down Michael Oliver. Um, this was about five years ago um, on that podcast. And from there, the uh, uh, Oliver just kind of opened up about working with John Ritter and um, his swift ex- his swift exit from Hollywood, and he just talked about what he's up to now. And like I said, uh, uh, that's where I found out that he loves his nine to five job. He has a normal existence. He's okay. a, he works in tech support, and he said he couldn't be happier. Uh, Nobody in tech support is happy. Uh, look, he says he is with a smile on his face. Okay. He said, I think it was a mutual breakup between me and the industry. I was kind of done with it anyway, he says now. I don't know. How, how are you That's, done with it? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that what you just say when you're they're like, Yeah, when you don't have any other opportunities. Back. Like, I'm sure if opportunities yeah. were there, if he was still doing New York Undercover, not New York Undercover, if he was doing, still doing Law and Order or something like he'd that. He'd be just as happy yeah, as Yeah, he'd be doing as happy support. being a cop on New York Undercover. So, I mean, yeah. on, on uh, Law and Order. So, get out of here. So, but that's what he says. He claims that he's, he, he's, uh, he started to realize that he wanted a normal life. Um, he said, he, he said, I've seen the top, I've seen the bottom. I know what both extremes are like. 
If someone told me that I could go back to where I was before that lawsuit, I'd deny it. I'd decline. I'd say no. One of the things I learned real young is how precious privacy is. Picture going out to picture going out to see a movie with your friends and getting recognized and people not understanding you want to see a movie. It's flattering and awesome when people give you the recognition, but you can't say it doesn't get old. So I don't think he was really a he fan of seeing himself it. on screen. Because yeah. if they asked, if they also asked if he had ever, if 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 Problem Child ever comes on TV, does he watch it? And he says, you know, he tries his best to stay away from watching it or whatever. Which like there's he's, actually he like the plague. He said. Yeah, there's actually a lot of celebrities like that that like don't ever watch their own movies. Yeah, they don't watch themselves. But I feel like that's more so if I don't want to watch myself. Well, that's kind of like a singer too. A singer doesn't want to watch themselves sing either or hear themselves. It makes sing. you like cringe, and it also makes you, you judge yourself ahead. a little bit. Well, you, if you get so critical of yourself, then it makes it harder for you to go out and do it again. Yeah, well, this guy I feel like is a little deeper than that. I feel like it's more like psychological. Like it, he's like, and maybe that's why like IT customer support, he can do it. I think that's what. I, yeah. Honestly, think that's his getaway from, from his basement. I think he was scarred from his uh, from from what happened in his early childhood. So, the little girl that was his problem child, yeah. you know, buddy in the second one. Yeah. Did she go on to do other things? I feel like I, I that like maybe I just recognize her face think from she that went in film. Anything either because I saw a picture of them recently. You know, uh, I think you sent it to me. Even. It was on Instagram. Somebody, yeah, yeah, I think that was a picture from five years ago. Uh, okay. From when he, you know, resurfaced in this whole thing okay. with Gilbert Gottfried. Because, um, and even in that picture that you showed me, she doesn't look anything like she did as Trixie or whatever. She looks completely different. And so well, I've been looking so. at her, though. I, don't, I just didn't recognize she her. She looked like an adult Cabbage Patch yeah, kid otherwise. She, well, yeah, that's true. That's exactly how she looked. Like a Cabbage yes. Patch kid. That is how she yes. looked. Um, but yeah, she, uh, I, and her, her, looking at her adult face, I just didn't recognize her in anything else. She ain't, she hasn't really done anything. anything. She was in the Parenthood movie. Did you know that? Parenthood? So she was in Parenthood. Before she was in Problem Child too. Okay, that's where I saw her. With Rick Moranis. We just connected. Oh! oh! That was organic. Ding, it just ding, ding, naturally ding, ding. happened. Can we get an applause and ding, ding, ding <laughs> sound effect the, right there, She please? was the smart kid. Yes. Remember? She was yes, Rick Moranis' daughter. Yes. Yes. She was the smart She kid. was Rick Moranis' daughter. Oh. I feel like this episode finally is working. I know. It all ties back. <laughs> finally, it ties back to Rick Moranis. Like, we haven't had a Rick Moranis tie-in in a minute. I know. That was perfect. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, let me think what else happened. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like her life is probably a little bit better than his. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, really jaded by the industry. Uh, the, the juiciness, though, was the Superior Court, um, was the jury and the contract and, and just the his mom, extortion and all his that. Mom extortion, is, that's his big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His mom just thinking she, she could do something. She should have gone to jail. If they paid, that. I bet they didn't do jail time. They did for fees. And if she just gave the money back. Yeah, she gave the money back. Basically said, like, they don't money, have to hold to this. And that's what broke the them, really, I think, is giving all that money. I, I, if they asked for $200,000 and you only got... You know, if you spend it all, but you say, yeah, then you'd have to liquidate something. Yeah, so I mean, if I you, have a feeling a that house her, or whatever. I have a feeling his parents weren't didn't come from wealth prior to his. They had all that Sears model and money. I would not put that much energy into my child. I'd put more energy into myself before I put money. <laughs> You're like, it. look, I've been trying to get these modeling gigs myself. I'm trying to get a gig on. Well, these you have your 40 year old pictures now. Yes. So surely you those sent those out. Shots. You sent out some eight yes, by ten. And I'd be damned if my child. Outdoes me on my shots, right, right. Like on, on the sh- like on, on shots yeah. too. Like so, I, um, if 
any of you are planning on, you know, surfacing as one of Jared's children, just understand he will not support you. It's a competition. Yeah, he won't be supporting you over himself. I mean, I will support you, but you're not going to out-support. You're not going to outshine me. (laughs) I'll support you as far as I need to until it looks like you're you're surpassing me, and then I'll make sure that... Not my shine. You're not thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is partly this why, is why some people children. shouldn't just shouldn't. Partly why I don't have any children because I'm a very uh, selfish. And that's good. That's good. Many people don't admit that, and they have the children, and you know. I know. Then they have the children, and oh shit, I forgot I was selfish, and then it's and like, then the kid oh, suffers. It's too late. Yeah, the kid suffers. Yeah. All right, so Michael Oliver, uh, if you um, need any help with, you know, defragging your PC, he's your guy. Michael Oliver wrapped on him. Yeah. Do you have anything on your social media that you care to talk about that has been interesting or thought provoking <sighs> in any way? No, I'm going to Denver. You have nothing. Like I, I Facebook didn't, say that. didn't literally kick you I off. I said I'm booked for. Oh yeah, I got kicked off Facebook <laughs> for one day. Okay, so I had 24 Explain hours. Explain how Facebook this jail. happens because I've I didn't never. Know. I've never First gotten all, in trouble with Facebook. Yeah. So this is how it happened. I woke up one morning, and this is every every morning for me. First thing I do is get on social media. It's just you know help me. I have a problem. It's a, yeah. It's an addiction. It is. And I, I, I before I put on the news, before I brush my teeth. Moment I wake up before I put on my makeup, I check <laughs> my social media. Before I put on my, my makeup, makeup, I check my Facebook for you. <laughs> and I went to go check my Facebook, and I think I either felt the need to share something or no, I was just clicking like maybe on somebody's status, and it wouldn't let me. And this little this little widget popped up on my screen, and it said, "You have been." Put in Facebook jail for twenty. Does it call hours. it Facebook jail? I don't know if it's Facebook jail oh. or you've been restricted. I would love it if you've they been... put like had like a cartoon like ching ching ching, and it's like your <laughs> it, like, face goes over <laughs> Facebook yes. and it's like or over your face even. You'll be in Facebook jail for twenty four hours. Yes. So it said you've been. It says, rest- it says you, you've been restricted from posting or something like that for, for twenty four hours. hours. Yeah. But does it tell you why? Yes. So you have to go deep dive and see why and look. Like up click why. here if you. For and the only thing I could look up and find was that somebody complained about. Um, a statement I made back in July. And they just now got they to it. They just now got to it. You could, and this is the problem, honestly, with huge platforms like this is because they do, you know, it's community self-reporting kind of mm-hmm. is the deal. But if they can't get to a report until three months later. What's the point? You could have kept bullying if that's What's what you're doing. You yeah, I could have killed somebody after bullying. Right, but like you could have kept going. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, now you have, you know. 300 comments you've already made. Yeah, yeah, I've already said that and then some. And the, so the statement I said was uh, something to the, it was on a news site and it was something to the effect of um, the cops who killed all these in, innocent black people should be shot. Oh, it invoked violence. That's why. Is that yeah. a thing? Invoking mm-hmm. violence? Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's, not a un, it's not an untruth. <sighs> But it's still invoking violence, so they they've definitely all the all the platforms have been have been. I'm sure nowadays too. So I wonder, that was in July. No, they would have been doing it then. I was going to say if it's far enough back, they may have like retroactively gone back because somebody reported abuse. But um, it might have been earlier than that even. Oh, yeah. My phone. I thought Um, it was like May or something. Because they definitely on Twitter, they've been doing that for a while. Facebook's obviously been getting a ton of pressure to do more of that policing. Mm And to um, crack down on these Facebook groups that are purely about invoking violence and hatred and that sort of thing and busting those open. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, you shouldn't have said that. 
<laughs> Look, I mean, I have because we can't make rules for different sides. I have friends who get put in Facebook jail for thirty days and stuff like that. All so the, really? Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful for my wild times hours. out there in social media. I mean, and most people, I feel like most people who get put in Facebook jail are either like truth telling or you know they they they're saying things that aren't um, popular. Yeah, popular or 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 nonetheless, uh, or they are too woke. You know, too woke for the general public. To handle is what you're saying. They're using language yes. that is too woke. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, most people say things. They troll these Republicans and Republicans get offended, even though they call li- liberals snowflakes or whatever, which is kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, um, these Republicans get trolled and they don't like it. So they, re- they report these people to Facebook and stuff and they get in trouble. Get knocked off. Yeah. So I've I've really watched myself. I've I've i this is like I said the only time I've ever been put in Facebook jail. I I'm usually pretty as as pot stirring as I can be on social media. I tend to skate that line and I tend to be on the line of right as opposed to wrong. So I, <laughs> I, I says I, everyone all the time. No, I it's tend truthful. To be on the like I said, it's it's a fact. Right I've not versus been, wrong. Well, I mean, you clearly what you've said has been right because you've not been put in Facebook jail. But also, but also white privilege allows you to not be put in. Oh jail. no, I don't know if it has to do with <laughs> right and wrong. First of all, I don't actually well, like comment. White and wrong. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> um, I don't comment that much, so I don't stir the pot. I definitely go in there and type things and delete them. Yes, exactly. Because well, see, people that delete stuff too is. Well, part of the reason I do that is because I type it like, yes, I want to respond to this person because what they post is completely asinine. Um, But then I also know that, like, I'm not going to change that person's mind, nor am I going to see that person in the next 20 years. You know, like, Mm. I don't, I, the, there is no point me in engaging them in a conversation on Facebook because it will not move the dial in any direction. And I need to put my energy into places (sighs) that I can. I wish I, I wish I had that kind of control. Um, because I have friends who say things who they don't, and they're not even speaking directly towards me. They're just posting it on their wall and I feel like they're attacking me and I need to say something. I need to lash out and be rude and be petty. And it's just in my blood. I'm sorry. I mean, I need to. No, that's okay. And part of it's an outlet, right? Like, I think that that's one of the things. Well, but that's one of the things that social media has become for a bunch of people. One, it's because there's misinformation everywhere and everybody feels like they can share opinions. But also, like, there, it is an outlet. Like, you can kind of put a statement out there and walk away from it. Yeah. And. Uh, yes, I said it there. Yep. I dare you to, 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 to fact check me. And I get fact checked all the time. Not just by you. Not just by me? Oh, uh, people, what? People, like, I'll say something, like, outlandish, like, uh, Biden, Biden and Harris are going to just put black people in jail or whatever um, if they get elected. And then I have friends who will come right up and post, uh, you know, a comment and say, actually, that's not true. They don't have a, um, Kamala Harris doesn't actually have a record of putting black people in jail. He actually has a record of getting people out of jail. So, I mean, like, you'll see things like that and, like, and it shuts me up and that's great. I love, I love when I get fact checked like that. But, um, yeah, at the same time, I just hate when I try to fact check people and they get like totally pissed off and get right. totally I mean, like, I think you're right. Like if you're going to, if you're going to put anything in the public arena, then you have to have tough enough skin to deal with the repercussions of that on either side. No so like you, you know, you can't come I you know, there's a difference if somebody is literally bullying just to bully then absolutely report them all day long. Right. But I think that, you're putting it there to either be provocative 
and in, in, incite those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Or um, I don't know any other reason. I mean, there's definitely people I think that do a good job, and I, I'm not one of them. I don't really post on there, but that try to incite conversation and put it on there like, I'm not looking for an argument. I really want to understand the other yes. side. And I've seen, it's been rare, I've seen some actual back and forth that is open to discussion. It doesn't mean they've switched sides necessarily, but they're open to hearing like, what is this other side? Because I think that we all, no matter what side you are, we're, we're limiting our scope more and more of what we see, who we conversate with, everything. Mm. And one, you can't beat the other side if you don't understand it. And so I think that that's an important thing too. And like, we all still have something to learn from each other. So the fact that like Facebook's algorithm, I know I'm beating up on Facebook right now, but like only shows you for the most part, people that are just like you is just not healthy. I mean, I loved it when, you know, Ruth Bader, I didn't love it when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, but when she died, after she died, I went on my Instagram and literally every post my entire scroll was a picture of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. And I said, this is so awesome on one end, but on the other end, wow, I follow all like-minded people. Yeah, I mean, it shows you what kind of bubble you're in. So we all are in bubbles, and, yeah. you know, you can't fault the other side for being in their bubble too, and they're literally, you know, I think where we all could do better is that we all need to be fact-checking ourselves. We all need to be looking for more than one source of information because the game that's being played right now and even if you're on the side of the conservatives, you're being played with too, is that all of this is is fake and you can't believe what they said and that and it's our job and our duty to go seek more information because it is mm-hmm. out there, but you do have to seek it out. So I think that, you know, oh, I just got back on my soapbox. I didn't even know it slid under no, my but feet. You're, you're, you're talking truths out here. I mean, and I didn't mean it to, but... Um, anyway, I think it's on, it's up to everyone to do that. And where I get super frustrated is people that want to jump into the discussion and, and argue a point that they know nothing about and yeah. nor have they spent the time to try to learn about it. Well, yeah. And that is infuriating has to a, me. Social like, media has allowed for that platform. You want to sit here and argue because your cousin shared four opinion articles? Memes. Or memes, right. <laughs> people so, are basing their right, facts off of memes. Right, now. and sold a meme. Or like some crazy organization said that Tom Hanks kidnaps children. Yeah, like drinks their blood. What? Or My issue, though, with people like that, that, that you're talking about, is that there are people, other people who are tapped into those people, and they follow them, and they comment on what they're saying, and they, uh, you know... They, they drink the Kool-Aid, whatever Kool-Aid that they're serving, these other people that are following them are drinking it. You know, like, when you see the number of, like, I have a friend of mine particularly, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm cool with talking about him and calling him out. He, um, he, he, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's a very good sports-minded person. He talks a lot about sports and does a good job on talking about sports on social media, and I don't get on him about that because it's like, you know, that's clearly your niche. But when he gets into, like, politics or current issues like Black Lives Matter, or, I mean, and it, I don't care about your opinion. Your opinion is yours, and, I, and that's fine. But when you try to, 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 to spark conversation, like we've been talking about how there are certain great people on Facebook who use it for good and try and spark conversation about things, he says stuff instead that is just like uh, vitriol or, you know, negative or... Or or, or, or or it's uh, counterproductive to things being better. To the conversation. Yeah. yeah, to things being better. 
you know? Yeah. Um, and it's only for the sake of, I can tell, it's only for the sake of shock and for, to get people to tap into his, uh, sure. into his status and comment or whatever. And like, I try to skate on by and avoid his little uh, comments that he puts up there, but um, like, I gotta say something because he'll post something and then like all these comments on there of these people who agree with him, I gotta say like, dude, this is absolutely wrong. You're like, you're stupid for even posting this. And everybody who says that you're right is stupid for posting, for, or, or they're stupid too for, po- I mean, right. for, for agreeing with right. you. Uh, so it's just like, I'm so torn, and I, I, people have told me, Jared, just leave this, leave that person alone, or leave these people alone that do this to you, that that that, and or just get off of social media. And I can't. I mean, social media for me is is too well. I'm it's too the ultimate in confirmation bias. So, like, and we're all guilty of it. Like, you, you're constant. We're constantly seeking out information that confirms whatever we think to be true. Mm-hmm. And uh, social media just reaffirms that constantly, whether that's based in fact or not it still confirms that for you. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's as simple as breaking it down to like, you go to buy a red car and now all you see are so many red cars. That's funny. I was just having this conversation. Like that's so simple. I know that's really simplifying it, but like, you know, like, and, and it's, it is one of the hardest things to break that because we're built that way. Yeah. And so it, Social media and people are obviously studying all of us and and there'll be years and years of data to come out on like how this has completely changed society mm-hmm. and completely changed how we how we learn and communicate and that we've learned so much again in the last five years of what it can do not only just way an election mm-hmm. right and how it can be used in right. a really scary way um but how much misinformation, and that's where the Trump campaign rode that. Like, yeah, there's misinformation. Let's ride that and say that everything that is negative about us is is wrong. That's right. misinformation. Fake that's fake news. And um, so again, it's on us to go seek out the truth. <sighs> so keep keep read. No, the, keep the, reading, kids. Moral of the story is read, folks. This is uh, the advice of searching for Rick podcast. <laughs> I don't know what uh, credentials we have to uh, be given given this advice, but... This is an opinion article. So if anybody's... Like, this is... We are a perfect example of an opinion article. We are an (laughs) op-ed right right now. Uh, Okay, well, that's a wrap on episode... What was this? 17? 17. Three more, guys. Three episodes left until the season finale. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. Sponsors for Searching for Rick include Snopes. Find all the bullshit at Snopes.com. And the by the letters B 